Welcome to the Contracting Handbook Podcast, a podcast for how to run a small contracting company. Whether you're a general contractor like me or a trade contractor, starting fresh or been in business for years, here's all the stuff you never knew you'd have to know before you started your contracting business with the man who's seen it all, your host, Mike Kenoki. That's me. Good morning. I'm back. It's Mike. Today I'm going to give you eight tips to gain and maintain credibility for your contracting company. And what I'm talking about here is building trust before you even interact with a potential client. From the start, when potential clients hear about your business or see them come up on an internet search, you want them to see that you make strides to have a well-run well-respected company, and you take pride in everything you do. Okay, so number eight. That's right, I'm going to count down these lists from the top now because that's how David Letterman did it. But he was funny, so we'll see how it goes for me. Okay, number eight. You need a website or some social media. Uh, to have to be able to reach out to potential clients that are at a loss for a referral. Of course, word of mouth is great, but clients just being able to find you uh, is is excellent. So today I went and read a week, or not today, uh, last couple days ago, I went to read about Carmen Hansberry, my uh, most recent guest on the show. And if you haven't heard that interview, it's great. So go listen. But I, I when I went to go to what I thought was her uh, website, it was a link tree. And I got schooled because I don't have a link tree. And I feel like I'm pretty good at social media. Uh, and it's it was just four buttons that send you to four locations. One was House, one was Instagram, one was Facebook, and one was LinkedIn. And each one of those links just blasted you to her awesome work. It was really cool. Huge credibility right there. Huge credibility because you're posting all your work and there was awesome reviews everywhere I looked uh, at, her, at her stuff. So pictures of your work and little videos of you explaining things online provides comfort and familiarity and credibility. Number seven, Google ratings. Google ratings are pretty bulletproof. You can't really fake them. You can kind of tell when they are. But when friends of friends or anyone in the community reads five-star Google ratings written by someone they know or know of in your community and they res- they're respected members of the community, friends, whatever, it's an endorsement of your company, a huge endorsement. It's as good or better than word of mouth. Now, don't just have your mom write one. But you know, once you have a good relationship with the client, Ask them to do you a favor. You can Your mom can write one too. Those are always pretty good. I had an employee whose mom used to write on our Facebook page a lot. It was awesome. All caps, all the time. Uh, don't push it if people are shy about posting opinions online though. I think you'll find most people want to help you out. Um, and, and But some people are shy, so just let them go. Don't worry about it. And, you know, just send someone a text that says, can you do me a favor? The reviews also help Google verify that you are legit. 
because they know you're really operating besides that little postcard they send you. Number six, licenses and endorsements. Put your state and local governing body license number on your website or social media pages so people know you're legit and they can look you up if they want. It's all about establishing you as an authority and a legitimate authority. Also, check this out. I'm a general contractor, and years ago, I got a residential endorsement, which allows me to build an entire home or sub out work. It's basically I could do the 100% of the value of a home, of any project. Previous to that, my license allowed me only to do work up to 25% of the value of a home, just how it is where I live in my state. So I took a week-long course that honestly was a joke because the codes, codes we were tested on were expired 10 years before, but you got to love bureaucracy. But to maintain that license, I have to take 16 credits of continuing ed every two years. So it lends my business some more credibility and uh, putting the endorsement on my website and having that education under my belt lends me an enormous amount of credibility. And I honestly, I'd say it gave me a steady flow of new customers as my projects grew in scope and people saw that I had that endorsement. Number five, awards. Get your name in the hat for an award if it's possible. I can tell you, though, it's a double-edged sword if you get an award because it, it, it awakens the tire kickers. It's like... They, they just, they start calling cheap, cheap. I want it cheap. How much does it cost? I read about your award. It's true. That will happen if you get an award, but a few awesome clients for a few awesome clients, that award is very meaningful. It's gold. So my company won best home builder a number of years ago and ranked in the top three where I lived for a while. Uh, and it was absolutely obvious what effect it had on new leads coming in, and but also the droves of fire of tire kickers that came with it. But hey, that's just part of the business. Number four. Is it number four? Yes. The home show. The home show is one of the most public displays of business you can put yourself into. It's super personal, as I know from my two years of doing it. But for me, it was pretty much tire kickers. It was like a zombie apocalypse, but a, 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 a tire kicker apocalypse. I was really excited about all the calls at first. But no one wanted anything done. They just wanted to know how much it costs. What's your rate? I want it cheap. So after my second year of doing the home show, I, I started asking if they had heard about me at the home so I could determine the quality of the lead. And that's just me. You know, I, I know that it put me on the map somewhat with other people, just got my name out there. Uh, but it did produce a ton of tire kickers. I have a buddy that says the home show is his bread and butter. And he's almost impossible to hire because his demand for his business has always been high. And so the decision's up to you. It's expensive when you're starting out, but despite the tire kickers, I do believe it creates a buzz for your company and lends you credibility because you're, you're putting yourself, you're standing in front of everybody and, and they can talk to you face to face and ask you direct questions. Okay. Number three, your warranty of work. 
Make sure that when you do work and the work that you did comes undone within a year that you get on it and fix it. Everybody makes mistakes. Stuff goes wrong. Um, sometimes the materials you installed weren't, you know, they were subpar from the factory. Uh, and then don't keep people waiting. And if the, if the, if it was the work of one of your subcontractors, get the message to them right away, cover your warranty and get on it, stay on it. When you cover your warranty fast, people want to write reviews for you. They want, they want, they want to give you praise. They want you back in their house. It's, uh, it's the only way to go. Number two. This is kind of a segue from number three. Uh, you can't always per- pick the personalities of people you hire, though you want respectful play employees on your job sites. You can seek out subcontractors that have people skills. And for me, it's been really important that I don't have to babysit my, con- my trade contractors because I have... Years ago, I definitely had to. Like, there were certain people that they were going to a client's house. I was going to be in the middle of those people having a conversation. But I don't, I'm over that. I, I, live in a, I, I live in a small town, and I've got tradesmen that I work with that are awesome. And, in fact, we just did a job, uh, some, some steel contractors and an insulator and, and, and one of my mechanical guys and a roofer, and my client was so pleased with the organization and the communication, she wrote me a five-star Google review and said a lot of nice things about everybody, including that all the subs that were there were super polite and friendly and answered questions and, you know, were patient. So you want to find subs that you can comfortably turn loose on your clients. Make it family style. And it's going to take some time. You, you, you gotta, you gotta work towards it. So number one, be yourself, be genuine and be honest. I think that when I started out, I used to front about who I am. I can't really explain it. It was a long time ago, but I, I can say that I think it was obvious that I was trying to portray myself as something I wasn't like I was more experienced or something. And I'm sure people thought that was cute. And, you know, I'm not cute. I'm not. As I got more comfortable running the business, probably after five years, I was really comfortable just being myself with my clients. And I'm telling you, they love it. At least that's what I tell myself. They love that I'm a decent guy, that they trust to get stuff done for them. And that I have a life and quirks and eccentricities. And why? Because it's comforting. It puts people at ease when you are genuine with them. And honesty, when you are honest about everything with people, you earn their respect and they'll be honest with you too. And that honesty applies to mistakes and unforeseen issues and communications. And the caveat is that being honest doesn't mean your clients have to know the blow by blow of everything you're doing. If you've made mistakes or you realize you miscommunicated, but you can correct the mistake and work around the miscommunication, get the work done properly without asking for more money, then, well, it's the, it's the old, some things are better left unsaid. So, you know, you don't want to introduce unnecessary stress in your relationship. But you do, you should be yourself, you should be genuine, and you should be honest. And just keep it real. And 
that's where I'm going to end this episode. So if you want a PDF of these eight ways to gain and maintain credibility for your company, shoot me an email at info at thecontractinghandbook.com. If you want to make a comment or write a review, that would be fantastic. That's all I got, guys. Later. Thanks for listening today. Go ahead and email me if you want to be on the show or want to tell me what you like or don't like about it at my email, info at thecontractinghandbook.com. And this is where I say, if you have not subscribed, please subscribe wherever you source your podcast. Thanks again. Talk to you soon. Later.